What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? And guys, I have a special one for y'all. I have a really, really special episode today. As I like to say, I'm not the smartest one in the room, even though I like to play like I'm the smartest person in the room, but that's just not me. So I had to get somebody who is much smarter, much wiser, who's been running this personal finance investing game for much, much, much longer than I've been to come on the podcast and share a little bit of wisdom with each and every single one of y'all. Before I let him introduce himself, there's a few things that I want to run through so you guys know that we're in the presence of greatness right now. So you guys understand that this is not, a, as I like to say, this is not small Pekin thin, as my Nigerians will say. This is big things that we are doing here today. Uh, his name is Rob Schultz, and he is the founder and president of Schultz Wealth. Uh, Wealth. You, uh, he served as a surface war, uh, warfare officer aboard the USS John Rogers, a spruce class, a spruce, spruce class destroyer. I don't know words. Uh, he finished writing his first book in 2020 called Thoughts on Things Financial, Your Guide to a Chaotic Money World, which discusses all things financial planning and asset management. He has over 25 years of experience in, in which he has attained many awards and accolades. Most recently, he was recognized by, uh, by his peers as a 2019 five-star wealth manager, as well as the 2019 Investopedia Top 100 investment advisors in the country. And you guys know, I love Investopedia. And when Investopedia talks, we like to stop and listen because there's a lot of good information on that site. So you already know this is going to be something special that we got going on today. He also taught retirement planning for a certified financial planning certificate program at TCU, or if you guys don't know what that is, that's Texas Christian University and the University of Texas at Arlington. So with all that being said, I hope y'all kept along. Can you please introduce yourself to the crowd in a non-financial way? Yeah, you bet. Kalichi, it's good to be here. Uh, love your podcast and uh, super excited. I'm, I'm feeling the en- energy, man. It's awesome. <laughs> So glad uh, to have you. We're glad to have yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So um yeah, from you know, other than that, you know, I've I have four kids. Shelly and I have lived here in uh, North Texas, uh Tarrant County, Mansfield, which is a suburb of Fort Worth for a long time. And um, you know, I've been living this finance stuff, you know, personally, obviously, as well yeah. as uh with a whole bunch of clients. Uh yeah. so I hope we get to talk about uh, a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, regarding financial, you know, financial success, right? For sure. Definitely. We'll get into a lot of that stuff, but I want to start with this. So you were in, I guess you were in the Navy originally, and then what led you down the road of becoming to want to be not just a, not just to take your personal finance seriously, but also want to be a financial advisor and all these other things that led you to start your own financial firm? Yeah, you bet. Um, I was. I was in the Navy. I was a I was a junior officer on a Spruance class destroyer, uh, and um, really one of the first things that happened when I showed up on ship. First of all, it's kind of weird because you end up as a division officer. You're responsible for the sailors in your division, a lot of which are older were older than I was. Um, you know, and they they can struggle, man, from financial stuff. They don't get paid very much, um, and. You know, we were in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Norfolk area, uh, and you know, they're they're they got preyed on too. You know, by uh, 
in, in different different ways. So I found myself as a division officer not only responsible for them from a business, you know, from a professional standpoint on the ship, but also just you know trying to take care of them with regard to their lives because that's the way the Navy works. You yeah, know, you, you take care of your people, and I loved it. I just I loved working with these guys on on budgets, um, you know, going back and taking their car back to the Toka No place, you know, that had thirty two percent interest, and you know, making Ooh. helping them understand that's not a good thing. Um, wow, you know, all that kind of stuff. So when I got out, that's uh, I was like, man, I want to be a financial planner, but I didn't know what one was. I didn't know <laughs> you know how to do that or anything. So. You know, I stumbled around in the forest a little bit, uh, but picked up some uh, some knowledge along the way. Got my certification, my certified financial planner designation, and um, you know, just like everybody, I've just been been out here trying to trying to do something for folks, and um, and uh, it's worked out. So That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I I love the fact that you started off. It was just basically like, oh, I was just helping people, and then it went from helping people to be something that. And I like to tell people this all the time: when you're helping people, you get to a point where it can also benefit you in other ways as well. So that's awesome to just hear that. That's how this journey got started. But I gotta ask this for the audience: you are based out in Texas, and Texas has been has been Texas, yeah, unlike Texas. Frozen. So how was that life like and how is that whole thing going along and how have you guys been able to cope? I hope everybody in your family has been safe during this period and everybody's good. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. And um, yeah, we, we came out okay. They're going to come in Monday and tear up the first half of my office <laughs> because we did flood a little bit here, but it's okay. You know, it's yeah. what insurance is for. Um, we'll be fine. Um, my family came out fine. That's you know, good. obviously there were some concerns there. We had people without without power, yeah. um, pipes freezing everywhere, pools. Everybody has a pool here, and everybody's pool is destroyed. <laughs> uh, the first world problems, though, right? Yeah. I mean, really, for sure. Um, just you know, my heart goes out to those that are still struggling with this. Um, yeah. My family, we we came out really okay. That's good. So I appreciate That's awesome. it. That's awesome. I'm glad everybody is safe, and I guess. One of the things that I want to start off with is, I, well, I want to start a little bit hard and then we'll take it to okay. some more safer All areas right, from it. there. I'll say the markets in general, the stock markets and home prices, everything has been kind of crazy in the last year. So, so what are some of the lessons that you've had to both learn, even though you've been doing this for so long, that all of a sudden it was like, well, I've never seen anything like this before. And then you've had to share with your clients as well through this journey of last year. Oh, Yeah. You know, that that's the thing is we're continually seeing things we've never seen before, right? Yeah. But then we also like to say that, well, maybe we have seen it before, but but differently. But, man, the pandemic, not in our lifetime, right? Yep. Nothing like that. Yep. Um, and with the market, you know, the thing that you learn when you get to be my age about the market is the market does what the market does. Uh, and I like that. You can't, you can't predict what it's going to do next. That's the trap that so many of us fall into is for instance you know the beginning of the pandemic or when it really came down it's like oh you know the whole world's going to an end fear you know grabs you and what do you do you, you sell well that would have been awful because the market came screaming right back up right mm -hmm. uh and then we had concerns over the presidential election you know for good measure i mean it was weird <laughs> yes. you know and it was very strange. 
and and so people had a lot of fear around that as well but what did the market do the market came straight up um don't try to predict what it's going to be um i invest my clients money in a way that i i say i don't know what's going to happen monday when the markets open up i don't know what's going to happen but i know that over this weekend we're going to have everybody invested where they're going to be okay you know where we want to be invested in a way where we can capture the gains but yet at the same time sustain you know what the what the market can throw at us from a negative side and and you know we we invest through those things not to those things yeah that's one thing that i know i've i mean i'm young i'm just kind of getting started on this whole investing journey and learning more about this stuff but one of the things that i've started learning is like investing is more about learning about your risk management than it is about like oh i gotta get like a thousand percent return and for me starting out like the whole idea was i gotta make a thousand percent return because it's all about making the returns and so like how have you been able to learn about i guess risk management as you go along in the markets and just understanding plan you want both returns but also managing that risk factor as well Felici, that's awesome you know talking about it from a risk management standpoint at your age is awesome you're you're doing really good because that that is what it is it's you know i I think the right kind of investing is is pretty boring and it is more about risk management than it is about you know shooting for the stars now you know you can shoot for the stars in, in in some areas but you know really true stock market investing for the long term is is more about the long term it's it's about having staying power it's about it's about the journey that's the other thing um you know don't don't short don't don't take shortcuts you know do it right this is your this is your whole life you know and and you're trying to you're trying to build out you know something great for your family you know and to build out really really good things it takes time yeah. you know it doesn't matter what it is and an investment portfolio is the same way uh so hold on go for the long term and um and you'll come out better yeah that's definitely true and one thing I was going to say, I was going to ask you is just, especially for a lot of us that are just starting out. I mean, I'm 26. There's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that are around my age. One yeah. of the things that we start asking is, do I need to get professional advice or professional help? Because we, we start out and we try to figure that out. And then my question is like, at what point, because a lot of the information is available online for us to get started. At what point do you think we need to start looking for somebody to walk down this road with us to help us like hey i know how to do some of this but i may not be able to focus on this as much time as i want to yeah that's a great question and it's different for different people um you're gonna there are gonna be some people like like you they're really interested in this stuff and love it okay and we have clients that started out that way that you know invested on their own for a long time and uh, and did really well you know And, and you can do that you can get the information you need and you can learn this stuff and you can do it. Um, but then a lot of times what happens is, you know, life happens, you know, they get like really busy with their, uh, their main gig. They, you know, they're from a professional standpoint, their job is, is requiring more, get a family, kids, all that stuff. And then, you know, they're like, man, I haven't looked at my portfolio in like six months. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know, so that's when a lot of people will come and get, uh, seek, uh, a financial advisor. Uh, and so that's, that's where we see a lot of people do it. Um, others aren't really into it, but they know that they're supposed to be doing it. And that's the majority of people, I think, 
you know they're they know oh, i need to save i need to do all this stuff and, and sometimes it's good for them to go try to seek some advice earlier yeah um and and that's becoming more and more available uh through you know fee-only fiduciary advisors that'll work with people at, at lower minimum asset levels and so forth yeah uh that kind of thing is available now you know where it used to not be which is really cool yeah which is i mean that's one of the things is so good is when i first got started it was like i don't know what i'm doing but i tried to figure it out but now i love like there's a bunch of free resources like you said but then there's also those who are willing to work with you even though you may not have like the biggest portfolio available or the largest amount of money but there are those that are like like yourself who are making themselves more available to those and willing to grow with a lot of us that are just like yeah i just got out of college so what do i do <laughs> type of thing yeah yeah and i think you know i think talking about financial advisors that will you know latch on to what i would call a rising star right yeah you know i think too many financial advisors you know they i have this saying that they go oh you know go go figure out on your own and when you have a million dollars we'll we'll just charge you on it how about that you know and that that's not appealing to me i i, I think it's better for us to as as advisors to go try to try to find folks where they're really trying to you know trying to build that that and then it becomes it's great for everybody because yep. you know then we have a client for a much longer period of time uh it's all good right yeah definitely definitely so i was on y'all's website and i saw a youtube video that talked about five reasons to fire a financial advisor now that video <laughs> yeah, kind of stood out hard to hitting me. yeah what was that that's Sorry. pretty hard hitting one, yeah. Yeah, yeah it stood out that. to me immediately. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Usually financial advisors don't talk about being fired or don't talk <laughs> about not having a, a financial advisor. But I wanted you to talk about what were those, those five reasons for the audience to just talk through why you, you had to, you felt like I need to put this information out there so people can learn from this. Yeah, I might have to look it up to get all of them, but so you might have to help me. But, um, but yeah, you know, the problem is a lot of advisors are just really just trying to collect a client and you never hear from them again. That's the main thing that you don't want. You, you don't want somebody who's transactional. Yeah. And most advisors are transactional. They're, they're going to charge you on the assets that they bring in on a commission basis. Um, what you're looking for is somebody who's going to be in the boat with you for the, for the whole ride. And that means that their their pay needs to be structured that way, which yeah. means that they're they're charging on a, on a continual basis. And it may end up being more money or less money, but the thing is, at least maybe it's aligned with with um, with what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, um, and, and that means that there needs to be a process because that's what that's what most Americans are lacking in their personal financial life is they're lacking a process. Okay, meaning that life gets busy and you know we've got all these other things that we're messing with and we're not spending enough time you know actually you know thinking about our long-term future that's our job as financial planners and we ought to we ought to be doing that you know yeah. and we ought to be saying hey you know what we need to meet you know my clients we meet twice twice a year those yeah. meetings are very important yes um and you know we ought to be talking about stuff that's relevant to the client as well uh, that's another reason probably not to work with somebody is, you know, if, if you're asking questions about, so, Hey, you know, how's my return compared to the S and P 500? Most advisors really hate to talk about that because as we know, <laughs> the S and P 500 
has done really, really well, yep. you know, it's, yep. it's, and honestly, it's hard to beat, but you know, as an advisor, you ought to be able to talk to that and say, well, this is what your return's been. This is what the S and P's been. This is the reason why there's a difference if there is, yeah. uh, and, and talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good information. Cause I know when I first, uh, when I graduated from school, I was listening to Dave Ramsey and he talked about getting a financial advisor and getting an advisor. And the advisor I ended up getting, it was like pulling teeth to try and get with, to try and meet with her and try and talk with her about anything that was happening. And one day I just got completely done with it and I was upset. And then that of course turned me completely sour to the whole idea of having somebody help me through the process and I was just like I'm not doing it but then over time I've met other people who have been much better advisors who have been much better so much more helpful in talking like hey this is what we're doing this is the way to go this is all the you know talking me through each step of the way not that I have a financial advisor now just because I'm able to handle a lot more things but just understanding that there are people out there that actually try to do this the way to actually help you and not just like collect a paycheck essentially yeah yeah and as a a financial planner you know we do so much more we're running long-term financial plans you know and we're talking about talking about everything from a financial standpoint and trying to help the family along not just the investment part yeah yeah and then i got a question um so have you heard of the fire movement yes oh absolutely yeah yeah so i'm gonna how often do your clients or your clients talking about or or do you have any clients that are on that wave or talking about like hey i'm on this i'm trying to retire in like the next five years as quickly as possible how can you help me get there yeah, I, I don't. It's not it's not a it's not something that comes up a lot with clients. But of course, I read about it. And I'm intrigued by it. Um, and uh, and I think it's it's interesting. It's you know, it's it's a, just a very extreme version. OK, of making sacrifices now. Yeah. To have have something great later. Yeah. You know, it's just really accelerated <laughs> and really extreme. Right. It feels, it feels like it, in my time, it's it's either don't do it or do it with everything at one time and it's like yeah no in between oh that's hey you know what that's great and i think i think that that may be a little bit of the problem with yeah. it is there's not enough balance yeah um and you know it's so funny you know people ask me well you know should i should i pay off this car or should i or more like a mortgage should i pay off this mortgage or should i invest this money yeah should i do this should i do that yeah you know the fire movement is all about just man it's all in right (laughs) on just you know saving everything you have and then everything else goes by the wayside right Mm -hmm. that's very dangerous okay from a personal financial standpoint in my opinion you need to keep your eyes on everything yeah and and normally it's not like should I do this or do that? It's like, I should do a little bit in all these areas. I should be saving for retirement. I should have enough cash available for emergencies. Yeah. If I have kids, I need to be thinking about how we're going to do this college deal. Yeah. No, it's, it's all those things and keeping your eye on all of them, not just one ball. When you put yeah. your eye, head just down on one ball, something else is going to come out of left field and whack you in the head. You got to be careful. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. I guess, uh, what is the biggest mistake that you've seen people my age or uh, whether it's teenagers, people who just graduated from college or uh, early workers in the workforce? What are some of the mistakes and some of the things that you've noticed has been certain traps that we've kind of fallen into and uh, allowed to overtake us in various forms? Okay. 
All right, we'll do that. And just let me know if I'm starting to sound like, you know, somebody's dad or something, right? Because I don't <laughs> want to do that. But you know, probably, the, probably the biggest mistake that you can make when you're starting out your career is if you don't just start saving for retirement day one, okay? And it doesn't have to be a lot, yeah. but maybe it should be. I mean, you don't, you know, you're, you're making more money than you ever have, yeah. you know, and you don't have the expenses yet to go with it maybe with a family and all that. So maybe you ought to like really sock away some money now. And, and a lot of, a lot of people don't, they'll go, Oh, I've got plenty of time for that. Well, listen, you know, one year turns into two, it turns into 10, turns into 20. Next thing you know, it's like, Oh man, I never did sign up for that 401k. Mm. I see that all the time. Wow. So if you have, if you have a retirement plan available to you, do it, do it now. Okay. Uh, probably the other thing is just making sure you don't get in trouble with debt, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, stay away from that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's in my book, I talk about good debt and bad debt. Yes. And that's a really good concept to try to try to understand, you know, what, what good debt is, what bad debt is, because, um, you know, you can use it to your advantage. Yeah. For sure. I'm not a no debt guy. You know, you, you, if you're going to go buy a house, you probably need to get a mortgage, right? Yeah. So that, that's good debt, but yep. you know, revolving credit card debt is bad. You know, stay away from that stuff. Definitely. Those kind of things. That's yeah. that's what I see most of the time. Yeah, that's a uh, that's those are two great advices. Like, stay away from. If you do those two things, I think life generally just kind of simplifies itself a lot more than if you have revolving debt. You're not saving for retirement, or you're not even saving at all to just for an emergency. It's just kind of like, oh crap, life is happening faster than I expected it to happen, and it's like you can't even. At that point, you're grasping for straws and there's nothing you can really see anymore. You just, there's just this fog over your face and it gets harder and harder. Yeah. Yeah. And then also don't keep in mind that when you accumulate cash and you have that available, it's available for opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's, it's just great to have options. Keep your options open mm -hmm. by not painting yourself in a corner. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned your book and in your book, you have two terms in there that I would like for you to kind of talk on and speak on a little bit. You had a net spender term and a net saver. What do you mean by these terms? And then what do these terms actually plan out as for each individual person? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I've, I've gotten to where I really love talking about net spenders and net savers. Um, and I don't think I've heard a lot of it before. So maybe it's original. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, uh, trademark, trademark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so Nets, you know, they're just, they're just two people in the world, you know? And so I have four kids, all four of them are different, right? Yeah. You know, and they came from the same parents. They're just different the way they approach money. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of them are net spenders, a couple of them are net savers. And it doesn't mean that the net spenders are like, they're bad, you know, that they, they have, you know, these you know, that, that they're just awful people. It just means that they don't, they're, they like to spend. That's what's fun is to go, is to have money to be able to go spend it. Yeah. Right. And then net savers really enjoy saving money. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, if, if you're that person, you're, you know, you don't have to battle that. Yeah. And I have to admit, I'm not that person. Okay. I, I like to, I like to spend money. Okay. I'm, you know, Amazon, man, it's awesome. You know? Um, so, so you have to know thyself first. Mm -hmm. And if, if you like to spend, 
then you need to put some controls in place is all yeah. you have to do. It's not about, you know, just saying, you know, I'm a bad person. It's about just, you know, putting some controls in place. And that means automating uh, your savings. Yeah. It means, you know, just trying to make it easy on yourself. You know, don't like, don't try to save up all your cash just in your checking account because you can't do it. True that. You know? Because that money, you know, as soon as it hits your checking account, it's gone, is what I say. So try to use tricks to save money in other places, you know, where it's kind of away from yourself. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just about kind of tricking yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I know for me, I, I, I love it's a Sun Tzu quote is like, he who knows himself and knows his enemy will win all the battles. He who knows himself but not his enemy will win some battles. He who knows neither himself nor his enemies will lose all the battles. And so, and just yeah. that quote is literally like when you're going up against money, part of it is like, if you, which side do you fall on? Do you like to spend money? Do you like to save money? I fall in the category where it's like, if I have extra money in my bank account, I'm probably gonna throw it inside like, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna buy a stock just because it's yeah. what I, how I spend my money. But my sister is the opposite. If she has some extra money, she's going to buy some shoes. And so she's learned, like like you said, automate. It's like, as soon as she gets paid, remove the money into a savings account because that way she doesn't have to think about it. It's somewhere else. She, does, she doesn't even think she has the money at all. And it just makes it a lot more easier to deal with situations that come up. Yeah, it's, it's one decision, right? Mm -hmm. To set up that automatic pull every month instead of, every single month having yes. to make a decision to try to say, i mean just makes sense it yeah. makes so much more sense it's, i think uh there was a friend of mine who says who put who said uh sometimes we think that we are so smart and we're so logical that we make good decisions right on the spot but most of the time we make the decision long before we are presented with the opportunity of whatever is in front of us and so if we can make that decision and then if we just kind of get in front of the situation it's just kind of like oh this is I don't have to deal with this. It just makes a lot of other things fall into place. Well, and that's right. And that's what financial planning is, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why it's so powerful, you know, to project out into the future, what this wealth will do for you. Yeah. So that you can see, okay, well, I want to, I want to be here, you know, and I'm, I'm here. What's it going to take to get there? Yeah. You set everything up and then, don't worry about it. Forget about it for a while and Relax. then come back and evaluate it maybe in six months or a year. Right. It's yeah. Easy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I guess, uh, just as a playful question, because everybody's talking about it, how many of your clients have come to you and asked you about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, or any cryptocurrency? Because everybody wants to know a thing or two about this right now. So I'll just ask you, how often are you getting questions about this? So our core clients are pretty, they know who we are and we talk about things a lot. So uh, most of them really aren't, aren't asking us about, about cryptocurrencies. Of course, yeah. it's something I've watched very carefully from, from the very beginning and yeah. been very intrigued by yeah. over time. Um, the problem with investing in it now is just the volatility is just so crazy. That's, yeah. one, that's one thing. So that kind of keeps us away from it. Cause that's, that's not what we're looking for. You know, like you said, a lot of investing is about risk management. So, you know, I mean, you just don't know what's going to do. It has such great volatility. The other thing is it's not like a stock. I yeah. see. I love stock. And the reason why I love stock is because it's, 
it creates something out of nothing okay there's there's sure there's supply and demand and all that kind of stuff but what really makes a stock increase in value over time is creativity creativity of people within those companies that come up with new ideas or do new things or new efficiencies whatever they may be and that increases the value of that company and if you own some of it then you know you you win you know that's what that's what stock is and it's just so it's creating something out of nothing just from the creativity of of man you don't get any of that in cryptocurrencies you don't get it in gold or silver or commodities and things like that or even real estate you know all of those things are constrained by the by the rules of supply and demand Mm -hmm. whereas stock is not so we prefer stock yeah because um because it has that one extra component to it that means that that's why when you look at it over a very long period of time like an ibbotson chart or something yeah and you can see that just it goes up right yep. it has the fluctuations of volatility but just Generally. over time it goes up well yep. the reason is because of that creativity yep. and you don't necessarily see that in commodities and bitcoin and things like that per se i don't think yeah definitely that's the kind of like for me it, it just has bitcoin and everything has the greater fool theory just written all over it it's like i like it because it's fun because it's like hey i could throw a couple dollars in here maybe i make something maybe i don't but right now it's just kind of like i'm like what is the underlying any no no it's just like somebody else might be willing to pay more for it and that's basically it yeah and i think it's like you said it's fun if it's fun then you can do it if if vegas is fun go to vegas right but think of it in that same realm and 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 along the the same lines as some of the GameStop stuff and some of that. Um, I think it's super cool that um, that we have so many young participants in the stock market right now. Yeah. I think it's awesome, and we have them because you know Robinhood and and other companies have have made stock investing it available at yeah. these much lower, well, no fee in essence, right? Yeah, that's really cool. Now you have to you have to be responsible with the way you use that yeah uh and i think that a lot of a lot of young investors are gonna learn the hard way (laughs) on some of this yeah okay you know uh don't don't risk you know real money on all this arbitrage stuff you know it's fine to to use a little bit but just go man if that goes to zero i'm fine yeah you know yeah and then over here we call it serious money that's what you use asset allocation you know like you said risk management yeah. you you think about it a little bit more long term and yeah. more about the journey yeah definitely definitely well i guess i just have one more thing and we're just gonna play a quick game of this or that and you have okay. to pick one you can't not pick one so oh, no sorry okay. all right uh we'll start off with this so if you had to pick between the s&p 500 or the nasdaq qqq which would you go through Oh, that's hard right now. Um, I'd take the I'd take the triple Q's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you had to go with either the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, which are you going with? The NASDAQ. I mean, you know, go, go aggressive. Why not? Yep. Uh, I have uh, my my associate in here. He's he's your age. He's like, what is the Dow? He's like, why? Why are people like my age? He's looking at me. Why are y'all so concerned about the Dow? What is that? So I think that's funny. <laughs> All right. If you're looking at a chart, do you do 
a line graph or a candlestick? More of a line graph. Line graph. Uh, gold or Bitcoin? You have to pick have one. To pick one. <laughs> you oh. have to pick oh, one. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, if an aggressive play, you know, uh, pick Bitcoin. Sure. Dogecoin or AMC? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going there. I can't do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I okay. can't do it. Okay. Um, Dallas or Houston? Dallas. I knew that was going to be the answer. All right. The Cowboys or the, uh, what is it? The Houston. Uh, this, yeah. I, it's pretty much Cowboys at this point. Not even a question, is it? That, that, now that hurts, you know, because that that is painful the, the cowboys are just such a painful part of my life <laughs> at this point oh man i feel for all cowboys fans uh, is... you know i was wearing number 12 when i was 12 you know Stallback's number you know yeah. so this is hard i'm having a hard time with that one hey i had i'm a ravens fan we've had good years and it's just like we go up and it's just, eh. but we're yeah. coming back so i'm happy right now yeah. i'm not as good to be a ravens fan it's good to be a Ravens fan. Okay. Facebook or Google? We're all Googliness here. Google. Uh, uh, Apple or Microsoft? Oh, that's another hard one. I really don't like either one. <laughs> but, uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Ugh. Spring or fall? Fall. Fall. Uh, that's it. That's it. Okay, cool. So this was a personality test. Do I get a do I get a report back? You don't. You don't. You did, the crowd decides how they want to relate back to you and reach out to you and tell you exactly how they feel about your picks, and they'll let you know because they always let them know about how That's they fine. felt okay. about picking one side or the other because people like to argue. But but That's anyway, awesome. speaking of that, how can people reach out to you, get to know you? Maybe if they want to work with you or partner with you, how do they reach out to you and get to know you a little bit more? Yeah, you know, you can go to my website, which. I appreciate you went there. You know, there's a lot of information there. Yep. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody to go check it out. Yeah. Just schultzwealth.com spelled weird. Right. And, um, and so you go in, you can go in there and just schedule a call really easy. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have a group called thoughts on things financial, which is the name of the book. book. And you can join the group. It's a closed group and that's a good place to talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, those are a couple of ways. Yeah. So guys, please go check him out. Go get the book. His book is uh, called Thoughts on Things Financials. There's a lot of good insights in the book. If you if you can spend like well, just 15 minutes in your day. I mean, like I say, there's always good wisdoms and good insights that you can get from so many different people. So go check that out. I'm going to put it down in the show notes for everybody. Go check it out. I'll put a link to his website as well. So go check all of that stuff out. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your wisdom. And is there any final words of wisdom that you would like to leave with all the people my age who feel like we know everything when we don't want to hear no more advice, but if there's any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with us, what would that be? Yeah. You know, you're young, use your youth to your advantage, go for it, you know, live life and, um, and have fun with all this stuff. It's all about the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys again go check out his stuff i'll put it down in the show notes 
But anyway, it's been your boy, Kalichu. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace. See you next time.